You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Belinda Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So this morning I said to the Lord, Lord, what must I speak about? And the Lord said to me, tell my people to be courageous. To be courageous. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 to 8 says, be strong and courageous. It says, do not try to be strong. Do not try to be courageous. It says, be strong. It says, be courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. It says, be strong, be courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. Amen. God is saying this morning, you can put in your name there. He's saying, Belinda, be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. What is your name this morning? You put it in there. You say, Aldane, be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid and do not be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave nor forsake you. He will never leave or forsake you. The Lord himself goes before you. The Lord himself goes before you. And he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Amen. This morning the Lord is saying to you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be terrified. I'm with you. I'm not just with you. I'm going with you. And I will be with you. Amen. Only do not be afraid. Do not be terrified. Amen. Have courage. Courage. God is saying have courage. Jesus is our courage giver. Amen. Do you know what it means to have courage? It means to be brave, to have a heart, to carry on when everything in you wants to sit down. Who's ever felt like that? Amen. Is it only me? Right? Ladies, the Lord wants you to know this morning that you should not be afraid or discouraged. That the Lord is with you, gentlemen. God is your source and he's your strength. He's your right hand, he's your left hand, he's your front, he's your back. He's in your today, he's in your tomorrow. He's in your past. He's never left. He's never left. He's always been there. But he says, do not be discouraged or afraid. Amen? We all sometimes lack courage. But Jesus sees us through. Say, neighbor, we all sometimes lack courage. But Jesus sees us through. When we can't do everything perfectly, we can still do it courageously. We don't have to do everything perfectly. God knows who we are. He knows you when you wake up in the morning. He knows you in the afternoon. He knows you in the evening. Church, he knows you at 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock and 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock and 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock and 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock. He knows you every second of every day. But do you know him? Because you need to go get your courage from him. But you know what the beautiful thing is? He lives on the inside of us. So our courage lives on the inside of us. So do you ever not have courage? No, because Jesus is courage, and he lives on the inside of you. He's giving you courage every day, in every situation. You never have to be afraid or terrified. It takes courage to give your life to the Lord. It takes courage to be a Christian. It takes courage to serve the Lord. Amen? It takes courage to take the right step. It takes courage to have faith. It takes courage to come to church and serve the Lord when everything else in the world is saying, come, let me offer you some entertainment this morning. Amen. It takes courage to get up in the morning and say, I'm going to live for Jesus today. Young people, it takes courage to stand up for Jesus in the the school. It takes courage to stand up against that friend putting peer pressure on you. It takes courage to face that bully. Amen. Who's ever had a bully in their life? Let me hear Let me see your hands. Amen. It takes courage. And God has given us this courage. This courage compels us to love more. This courage compels us to seek God more. 
This courage compels us to want to be who God wants us to be. Take courage this morning. Amen? In your family, it takes courage to be the husband and the wife God wants you to be. Amen? Courage compels you to forgive. Courage compels you to forgive and love your spouse. Courage compels you to let go of hatred. Courage compels you to let go of bitterness. Courage pushes you towards the cross. Amen? Courage compels you to be a good mother and a good father. Courage gives you the strength in the morning to go to work and work for your family. Amen? Courage compels you to be a good mother and a good father, whether you have a spouse or not. Single parents, I want to tell you, God has given you courage to raise those children in the ways of the Lord. It's not over. Your story is not over. There is not an end to your story. Because things did not work out, it doesn't mean it's the end. God gives you courage to dream again. God gives you courage to see a future. It takes courage to believe you have a future. It takes courage to believe that God has got a good dream for you. Do you see why God says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. It takes courage to forgive someone when they hurt you. It takes courage to not speak back when somebody says something bad to you. Amen? Because we know we're protecting this heart. And if we let bitterness and hatred into our heart, our hearts become hard and our, and our ears become dull to the voice of God. Amen? Our ground of our heart must be soft. Because when our ground of our heart is soft, God can plant his seeds in it easily. Because our heart is open. But if our, our, our hearts are hard, the seed won't go in. It'll just bounce off. Amen? Because of this, I have the courage to forgive over and over and over again. A hundred times a day for the same thing. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to keep saying I have courage. Amen. Sometimes I don't. I have to push, push my heart in that direction. Amen. Who said it's easy to forgive? Please tell me. Right? (laughs) It's not always easy to forgive. But you know what? If you think of how God has forgiven you of everything, what have you done to Jesus that he has not forgiven you of? What have you done? Is there anything you could do that's so hard that God says, I will not forgive you? That gives me courage again to run to the word. I need courage to go spend time in the word. I need courage to take time with Jesus. Why? Because the world is giving me so many other options. Amen? The Lord says, be strong and Jesus is your courage giver this morning. Amen? Only do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. We need courage to run our households. We need courage to face schoolwork, children. We need courage to study for tests. Amen? We need courage to study for exams. Amen? We need courage to get up when we've fallen. Because when we've fallen, it doesn't mean it's over. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning, church? God knows you. He knows you. And he still loves you. How incredible is that? Amen. He's given us the courage. In your old age, it takes courage to still believe you have a purpose. Amen. It's not over. When is it over? At what age? Amen. You are not over. It's not finished. God still wants to do a beautiful work in you. It's a different work at that age. That's all. But it's still a work. Amen. But it takes courage to run to Jesus when we've made a mistake. We need courage to do that as well, church, because we are beautifully imperfect. (laughs) Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, we are beautifully imperfect. And God just loves it when we run to him. But you know what we want to many times do? We want to take our mess and first sort it out before we run to him. And God says, I've given you the courage to just come. Come. Come with your mess. If you've made a mistake, don't run. Does Jesus say, run from me? 
<laughs> he says, come to me. Now it takes courage again to take yourself, pick yourself up and go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I love you. I'm sorry. I want to do this right. Amen. And God knows this. Isn't that amazing? God knows our beginning and our end. It's a godly courage that gives us the ability to act. It's a godly courage that gives us the strength to carry on. When the world says it's over, God says it's only the beginning. When the world says lay down and die, you have no future. Look at you. You are nothing. The word of God says you are everything. You are everything, 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 and more. Because if you believe it, and I'm living in you, can you imagine what you can do? Businessmen, it takes courage to stand up when your business has failed. It takes courage when that deal hasn't come through. It takes courage to keep on keeping on. Do you hear what I'm saying? But God has given us a godly courage. It's not a courage of this world. It's not fallible. It cannot break. Because Jesus cannot break and he's courage. And he's right here. So when we sit at night and we close our eyes and we need courage, we say, Lord, I have courage. Because you are courage. And you are living on the inside of me. Amen. When the devil says you're going under, you say, not a chance. I have courage on the inside of me. I have the courage to get up and go on. Nothing will keep you down because nothing can keep Jesus down. If you can keep Jesus down, church, you can keep you down. If you can keep Jesus' courage down, you can keep your courage down. And Jesus had the courage to see it through. Jesus took every moment on the cross. He walked his whole life for that one moment of choosing you. That took serious courage, church. Because he had a chance to get off the cross over and over and over again. He could have got off the cross. He could have called a million angels to come and rescue him. But he chose you because he had courage. And every drop of blood said, I have courage to do this for you. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, God has courage. And he's given it to me. Our godly courage is in total surrender to that cross. People of the Bible had courage. Abraham had courage when he walked the walk of faith. Jonah had courage. As a prophet, he needed courage. And there were times when he didn't have courage, right? And he found himself in a very smelly place. Amen? <laughs> because when we rely on our own courage and we don't realize what God has given us, we can land up in a smelly place. Amen? Is it just me? I've smelled, sometimes smelled like fish. Amen? <laughs> Amen? Esther had courage going into the palace, fighting for her nation. Amen? Deborah, the prophet, had courage. We're going to look at her now. Peter had courage. You know when Peter had the most courage? When he had denied Jesus three times and he had to turn his eyes back on the Lord and look at him. Can you imagine how much courage he needed? He didn't run away. He had courage to do it again. To do it again. And in the end, he was one of the most incredible apostles of Jesus. In the end, he didn't even want to be crucified like Jesus. He said, I'm not worthy. Crucify me upside down. Because I cannot be crucified like my Lord. The very same person that had denied him three times. But he had courage to run to the cross. Do you have courage? Do you run to the cross? When you've made a mess, do you go back to the Lord and find courage? Daniel had courage. Not just in the lion's den, church. He had courage to pray three times a day. He had courage to go to that window and close his eyes and take time to say, Lord Jesus, here I am. Right? Over and over again, we see people of courage. Joseph had courage. His father had built enough in him to stand the test of time. He had courage to face his brothers in the end. Amen? Without putting them in prison and beheading them. How many of us would just put off all their heads one shot? Thank you very much for all these years in the palace. I'll just show you, huh? Mm -hmm. We'll see who's boss now. Who threw who in the pit? We need courage to believe the best in our children. Regardless of what the teachers say, our children are the very best. Amen? God has the very best future plan for them. Amen? 
We, have courage. we need courage, and courage is on the inside of us. His name is Jesus Christ. We have a godly courage on the inside of us, not a courage like the world, a courage that can be there today and gone tomorrow. Amen? I want, to, I want to really speak to you this morning. Ephesians 6 verse 10 says, Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Finally, finally, finally. When do you say finally? When you finish, when you finish with all your conversation, right? When you speak to your children, blah, 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 blah. And finally, <laughs> the Lord says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In his mighty, mighty power. Psalms 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is the light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? What can man do to you, church? Jesus was humiliated beyond any humiliation. What humiliation can man bring to us? Jesus was despised more than you could ever be despised. What can man do to you? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Who shall I be? afraid of? Of whom shall I fear? Who shall I fear? Amen? I want to show you a beautiful woman in the Bible. Her name was Deborah. Do you know Deborah? She was the only prophetess in the Bible, and she had courage, right? She used to sit under the palm tree, and many people would come to her for counsel. She was a woman that seeked God, but God equipped her to face what she needed to face like God equips you to face what you need to face. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, God equips you. Let's turn to Judges 4. Jesus is your courage giver. Verse 1, I'm going to start in verse 1. We're going to read right through, but I'm going to stop in intervals to just explain to you what I'm, I see in that place. Judges 4, verse 1 to 5. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, now that he had, was dead. So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. Sisera, the commander of the army, was based in that very big word because he had, because he had 900 chariots fitted with iron and had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. They cried to the Lord for help. After being oppressed for 20 years, they cried to the Lord for help. Now Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lepidoth, was leading Israel at the time. She held courts under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to Yer from her when they had disputes, and disputes had to be decided. Deborah's enemy, the Israelites' enemy name was Sisera. If I had to ask you this morning, church, what is the name of your enemy? Is it anger? Is your enemy anxiety? Is your enemy fear? What is your enemy? The Israelite's enemy's name was Sisera. What is the name of your enemy? Think for a moment. Who is that person coming against you? Because God has equipped you to deal with that enemy, like he equipped Deborah. Amen? God did not give Deborah something that he didn't give you. On the contrary, he died after Deborah was around. He's given you so much more because he gave his everything. What is your enemy's name? Israel, Israel's enemy's name was Sisera. And they had 900 chariots that could destroy. What are the 900 chariots in your life that can destroy you this morning? We all know our enemy. Amen? We all know our enemy. What is that one thing that can take you away from Jesus? Is it worry? Is it anxiety? What is that one thing, church? What are your 900 chariots? I want you to think with me this morning. Because if God did this for Deborah, why would he not do it for you? You are going to see what God does to 900 chariots. Amen? What is the name of your enemy this morning? Let's read on. She sent for Barak, son of Abinoeth, from Kadesh in Napatali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. He's saying, I have a message from God Almighty. Go take up your 10,000 men to Napatali and Jebulun and lead them to the Mount Tabor. 
I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army and his chariots and his troops to Kishon River and give him into your hands. God is saying, take up your people, go to this place. I will lead your enemy to you. I will lead my, your enemy. What is the name of your enemy? Why would God lead your enemy to you? Amen. Are you ready for this? This is incredible. Barak said to her, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. God Almighty has said to Barak, go. I will lead your enemy to you. I'm saying go. I, the Lord God Almighty, am saying go. And what does he say? I'm not going to go if you don't go with me. Right? God has equipped him for this battle. God didn't say Barak and Deborah go. He said, Barak go. And he said, I will be with you. He didn't need anything more but God. Right? What is your enemy's name? Do you need anything more than God? Do you have more than 900 chariots coming for you? And God says, go. I'll be with you. And he goes, no, no, no. I'm not going to go if you don't go with me. Did you know this is in the Bible, church? God speaks to us in so many beautiful ways. Amen? Barak pulled back from going into battle. There was an instruction from God. Have you taken the time to get instruction from God on how he wants you to go and attack your, your enemy? On how he wants to deal with your enemy? Have you taken the time to sit at his feet and hear what his heart is for that battle? Because God gave him instruction. He gave him specific instruction. He said, go into battle, I will bring the enemy. But Barak didn't have courage. Where was his courage? Do you hear what I'm saying? God sometimes says to you, go in the power of my might. Be strong and courageous. Do not be dismayed. I, the Lord, your God, am with you. And you're going, where's my friend? <laughs> Lord, I can't do this if she doesn't come with me. And the Lord's saying, I'm with you. I'm telling you, this is direct instruction. Go and I'm with you. And you're saying, I'm a friend. I need you to go with me. Can you imagine where is the courage in Barak's heart? Here's a woman sitting under a palm tree. Hallelujah. Amen. Hello. What can a woman under a palm tree do to 900 chariots that God cannot do? Who would you go into war with, a woman <laughs> or God against 900 chariots? Amen. Maybe some of us would say a woman. Amen. But God, God is much stronger than what any woman can be. Amen. He had to get courage. He had to find courage. And she says, okay. She says, certainly I'll go with you, said Deborah. But because of the course you are taking... Do you hear what I'm saying? Because of the course you are taking, this was not God's plan. God's plan was go and I'm with you. And he said, now I want Deborah with me. And she says, no problem, I'll go with you. But because of the course you are taking, the honor will be not be yours. For the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. It was never Deborah's battle. It was never her battle. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh where Barak summoned Zebulun and Tali, and 10,000 men went up under their command, and Deborah also up, went up with him. With God on your side, obstacles are opportunities for God to remove. Obstacles are opportunities. It's not there to stop you. It's there for God to show you his power and his might. Those obstacles are not there to take you down. God does not want you to look at obstacles as there to stop you. It's an opportunity for God to prove himself mighty. Mighty and strong. But do we run to God or do we run to man? Are we like um, Uncle Barak going, ah, Deborah, please. God has said to go with me, but really, I really need you rather. Can you imagine a human hand opposed to God's hand? God Almighty has said, I will go with you. But she, he was looking for a human hand. Amen? Those obstacles are not there to take you out. How would you appreciate light if you never had darkness? 
How you would you appreciate day if you never had night? How would you appreciate blessing if you've never lacked? How? How? God uses these things just to build our character. They are not there to destroy us or take us down. They are there for us to appreciate the light. Can you imagine if you've never been sick, if you've never had a nose that's blocked, amen? How, 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 how would you appreciate it when you can breathe and smell and taste all the food? It would just be a nose, breathing, smelling, amen? Amen. So certainly she says, I'll go with you. But because of the course you are taking, the honor will be not be yours, for the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with him. God gave her what she needed to succeed, but he does this for us as well. Let's carry on reading. Then Deborah said to Barak, go. Don't you think God is maybe saying to you this morning, go? Amen? This is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. She's already told him directly from the Lord, the Lord your God says, go, I will give him over to you. Go. Now Deborah says to him, Barak, go. Look at that. Then Deborah said to Barak, go. This is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? This morning, I want to ask you, church, has the Lord God not gone ahead of you? Are you a Barak waiting for the human hand? Or are you an ambassador for Christ, having the courage of a lion in your heart, saying, I will go? She's telling him, go. So Barak went down to Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. At Barak's advance, the Lord rooted Sisera and all his chariots and armies by the sword. Who rooted the chariots? But that was the enemy. The Lord rooted it, and Sisera got down from his chariot and fled on foot. The Lord directed the enemy's chariots to him, for him to conquer them. Did the devil bring them? How many times do we go through fire and we say, Lord, devil, I bind you. Amen? Get out of my life. And the Lord is just saying, it's okay, I'm just working on your character a little bit. Right? Because it takes courage to remain on the altar. It takes courage to allow the fire to refine you. We are not born to run away, church. We are born as ambassadors for Christ. We have the heart of a lion in us because we have the lion of Judah on the inside of us. Take courage. Turn to your neighbor and say, Take courage. Take courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Take courage. Amen. So it says go, and he rooted him. And Sisera got down from his chariot and fled on foot. Barak pursued the chariot and army as far as Hashem, that big word again, and all Sisera's troops fell by the sword. Not a man was left. Not a man was left. Sisera, meanwhile, fed on fit to a tent, and we know later on the poor guy gets a tent paid through his his temple, right? But God kept true to his word. He said, I will destroy your enemy. Amen? But victory demands that you get up. You have to get up and go. Don't sit down. Get up and go. When the world says sit down, it's over. Say, I will not sit down. I will get up and I will go. Bring me my 900 chariots, Lord. With you inside of me, we will conquer them. Amen. Amen. Bring me those 10,000 troops to run with me. Because I know you have people next to me that are fighting with me. Do you understand what I'm saying, church? It's not about the hand of flesh of man next to you. It's about having God Almighty on the inside of you. And that's enough. It's enough. It's enough to face 900 chariots. Amen? Amen. But we don't believe it. We're like Uncle Barak that says, Oh, will you go with me? I'm not sure if the Lord can really do this, but I know if you come with me, I might be okay. Right? Don't we do this? We phone a friend, get on Facebook. I'm having a hard time. And then we put that little emoji on that's crying. <laughs> Feeling sad. 
right? <laughs> Young people, Instagram, having a bad day. Can you imagine? Then there's this little, I saw this little squirrel this week, then he's going, <laughs> Amen. Instead of running to the Lord and grabbing onto him and saying, Lion of the tribe of Judah, I cannot roar. Amen. But you can roar. Amen. And if you roar, what more do I need? He got up and he went to go to take his victory. Amen. Are you getting up or are you sitting down when you're taking a hard time? Then Deborah said to Barak, go. This is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. God will give the enemy into your hands on his day. He said, this is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Not the day you decided your enemy is in your hand. Do you see how awesome our God is? Because he wants to refine our character to end strong. That we can one day stand in front of him and he can say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've run the race well. You've finished well. Come into my presence. Let us dine together forever. In the morning, let's sing. In the afternoon, let's sing. In the evening, let's sing. Can you imagine? Hallelujah. Can you imagine the voices in heaven? Can you imagine the notes in heaven? And God is saying, this is what I have planned for you. Right? Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, can you imagine what God has planned for us? The Lord's Day. Victory demands that you get up because God has already gone ahead of you. Romans 8 verse 31 says, So what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me, who then can ever stand against us? For God has proven his love by giving us his greatest treasure. He's proven his love, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. You know what's the beautiful part of God, church? When we are broken, his light can shine through. Have you ever taken a broken pot? Put a light in the pot. They sell them out at the art markets. <laughs> and this light just shines through and gives these beautiful prisms of light. Because God uses our brokenness. It's not the end of our story. We just become beautiful. Right? A mosaic is the most beautiful picture of all these pieces coming together. And when life has thrown us and God has been faithful, there's another little piece. And life has thrown us and God has been faithful, there's another piece. And we have a victory. And you know what? In victory, we also need courage. I'll tell you now why. Because in victory, we also need to give all the glory to God. And we need the courage to be able to bow our knees in victory. Not just in defeat. Because if we have got victory on our own, it will destroy us. That very thing that you want, that breakthrough, if you don't trust God to give you that breakthrough and to sustain you, that very breakthrough will destroy you. That is why we need the Lord. And he's given us the answer. Now our breakthrough can come because we love Jesus above all. He can give me as much as he wants. It doesn't matter. I'll still be here on a Sunday serving him. I'll still advance his kingdom. I will still feed more people. I will still do more things. Amen. He can give me my healing because now I won't be strong to go to nightclubs or to go and party or to go live it up. My strength is now belonging to him because I've given it back. That strength he's given me, I give it back. I'm like, Lord, thank you for the strength. God doesn't heal us that we can be better sinners. God heals us to run for him like never before. Amen? But it takes courage to run, church. Anybody can sit down. When there's fire in your eyes and you don't want to go on, anybody can sit down. It takes courage to get up and to run. Who, who can identify with me? Amen? It takes courage, church. So let's see what happens here. So on that day, God subdued Abin, king of Canaan, before the Israelites. And the hand of the Israelites pressed harder and harder against the king of Canaan until they destroyed him. 
God gave them the victory. Then they needed the courage to give it back. We don't just need courage in our bad times, church. We need courage in our good times. In the new building, we need more courage than we need it here. Because that new building is just for him. And we just give it back. Amen? Amen. In, your, in your life, when God brings breakthrough, you need courage to say, in front of all your colleagues, my friends, this is the goodness of God in my life. This is God. I cannot do this without him. Amen? And the world's shining you going, oh, really? You really? You, who do you think you are? It takes courage. Amen? It takes courage to break a bad habit. It takes courage to walk away from alcohol. It takes courage to walk away from drugs. Young people, it takes courage to stand for Jesus. Nobody said that it's not gonna, you're not going to have to be brave. If you, be a, if you wanna, don't want to be brave, you shouldn't be a Christian. It's not being brave being in the world. It's being brave being a Christian. Because the world says, let's go. And they make it very easy for you to go. A Christian says, not a chance. My life belongs to God. Amen? It takes a serious, serious commitment to be a Christian. It's easy to follow the world. Amen? Where's our young people today? It's easy to follow the world in relationships. It's easy. It's easy to give up. It's easy to give up on a marriage. It's easy to just go to the divorce courts. It takes courage to fight it through. In the right way, not bad fighting, right? <laughs> Good courage, right? It takes courage. It takes courage to stand for Christ. If you don't have the lion roaring on the inside of you, how are you going to stand, young people? How? When Instagram tells you all these cool things, how is that not going to become your everything if you don't have courage to put Jesus first? But in putting Jesus first, he just makes a way for you where there seems to be no way. He opens that big river. He opens that big sea. He's not there to destroy you. He's there to love you. He's there to take you to your destiny. I'm a, I'm a good mother, I think, in certain ways. And I want the best for my children. But I'm not a better parent than God. You are his child. He wants you to succeed more than you want to succeed. Amen? And he says, I've given you the courage to succeed. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. I'm with you today, I'm with you tomorrow, I'm with you yesterday, I'm with you the next day, I'm with you next month, next year I'm going to be with you, I'm going to be with you when you get married, I'm going to be with you when you have children. I'm going to be there, amen, roaring on the inside of you, amen. The Lord says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. I'm going to tell you about one other lady in the Bible church and I'm finished this morning. There were so many that I could use, but then the Lord just led me to the woman with the issue of blood. And that's why we even sang the song this morning. In Mark 5, let me read it very fast to you. After Jesus returned from across the lake, a huge crowd of people gathered around him on the shoreline. Just then a man saw that it was Jesus, so he pushed through the crowd and threw himself at his feet. His name was Jairus, a Jewish official who was in charge of the synagogue. He pleaded with Jesus, saying over and over, come, please come with me. My little daughter is at the point of death, and she's only 12 years old. Come and lay your hands on her and heal her, and she will live. Jesus went with him, and the huge crowd followed pressing on him on every side. Now, in the crowd, that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, yet in spite of spending all she had on her treatment, she was not getting better but worse. When she heard about Jesus and his healing power, she pushed through the crowd, came up from behind, and touched his pressure for she kept saying to herself, if only, if only, if only, if only I could touch his clothes, I know I will, I will be healed. As soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. She threw it, she knew it, 
for she could feel that her body was instantly healed of the disease. Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him, for he felt the power that was passing through him from someone to be healed. He turned and spoke to the crowd, who touched my clothes? His disciples answered, what do you mean who touched you? Look at this huge crowd. They're all pressing up against you. But Jesus' eyes swept across the crowd looking for the one that had touched him for healing. Then when the woman who experienced the miracle realized what had happened, she came before him trembling with fear and threw herself down at his feet saying, I was the one who touched you. And she told her story of what had happened. And Jesus said to her daughter, because you dared to believe your faith has healed you. Go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. Here's a lady. She'd been isolated for 12 years. In that condition, she was not allowed to be around people. For 12 years, can you imagine being isolated for 12 years? She could have, she could have decided to stay in self-pity, but she decided she heard Jesus was coming. When have you heard Jesus is coming? And she got up and she went. Amen. Yes, Jairus, he's coming. He's saying, my daughter's healed. Jesus, come with me. Come with me. Do you think Jairus could have just touched Jesus and his daughter could have been healed? Do you think so? Yes, because Jesus won't love one more than another. And Jesus was so kind and so compassionate. He meets him where he's at. He says, okay, Jairus, let's go. And this woman pushes through the crowd. And she touches Jesus. The people around Jesus, have you ever thought of this? You don't think of them had some serious illnesses as well? Do you think she was the only one that was sick? They were in the presence of their breakthrough, in the presence of their healing, in the presence of their future, and they didn't even realize it. She had to press through a crowd. She had to press through and say, I, I want to live again. I'm tired of this mess. I'm tired of being alone and isolated. She pressed through knowing she could be rejected. But you know what, church? Many of us are so comfortable in our mess that we can't imagine ourselves outside of our mess. Amen? We're not desperate enough. Those people in the crowd that were sick, that were needing Jesus, they weren't desperate enough because they all heard Jesus was there. Amen? Are you desperate enough to get rid of your mess? Or has your mess become so part of you that you don't know who you are without your mess? You know those people, oh, shame, you know, me, this is me. Right? And those people are all of us. Amen? Don't sit here and smile at me as if it's only me. Right? <laughs> Amen? We all get to that place sometimes where we have to push through the crowd and have courage. Can you imagine the courage she needed to push through that crowd? Because if they touched her, she was in trouble. Because she would make them unclean. She needed serious courage to push through that crowd. And that courage gave her the, a way to Jesus. Jesus is saying this morning, I have everything for you, but do you have the courage to come? Let your mess become part of your message. Not your mess become part of who you are. Amen? Are you with me, church? The lady, this woman with the issue of blood decided, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not living this life anymore. Depression is not my portion anymore. Anxiety is not my portion anymore. Amen? It's not my portion anymore. Jesus was there for everyone in the crowd. Do you think Jesus was only there for her? Do you think she was the only one that was sick? Then why didn't the other people ask him for their healing? Or touch him? Or ask him to come? Because they lacked the courage. Or they were very comfortable. Both are C's. Are you comfortable or do you have courage? Right? Where are you this morning? Where are you? Jesus says, I'm here. Come. But she pushed through the crowd. She pushed through the crowd. She had the courage to push through the crowd. 
Can you imagine how much courage she needed after being rejected for 12 years? We get rejected once and we put it all over Instagram. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Feeling rejected. <laughs> hey, youth, am I speaking the truth? I have two teenagers. I know the cry face, the angry face, the, all the faces. Amen? But she decided, no ways. Are you that woman that's pushing to the crowd or that gyrus that's saying, Jesus, come to my house? Come to my house. He also invited Jesus in. Come to my house. I have the courage to face my mess. Because church, you need courage to face your mess. Right? We need courage to deal with our past. Right? We need courage to face our past. It takes serious courage to lay your past down and walk away. Amen? Just like the woman with the issue of blood. You can come to the Lord. Are you going to come to him this morning? Are, are your words going to be like Mary, Lord? According to your will, let it be. I'm going to leave my mess at your feet and I'm going to get up and I'm going to run for you. Because church, now we need another kind of courage. You know what is another courage we need? To go and tell the world about Jesus. If we call ourselves sons and daughters of love, are you sharing the love? Amen? It takes courage to walk up to somebody and say, Jesus loves you. Amen? Why are you keeping the light to yourself? Bring people, it takes courage to bring people to church. It's not just us that must get people saved. How many people have you pulled out of hell in the last month? Amen? How many people have you pulled out of hell in the last week? Okay, let's take it further. How many people have you pulled from hell in the last year? Because it takes courage to go and advance the kingdom of God. And that's what God expects of us. He says, go into the world, make disciples. Go into the world. He says, get up. Have courage. Go. Go. Go when you're standing in a spa. Walk up to somebody and say, Jesus loves you. This church should be overflowing if we have 70% Christians in Pretoria. Right? Why would God only save you? Now, when you go to school, young people... You go to that friend that's on drugs or having a hard time and you say, you know what, my friend, I have an answer. And I'm not scared to tell you about this answer because a lion is roaring on the inside of me. And I don't want to sit in heaven one day and look down and see you sitting in hell. Right? Because we need to populate heaven, church. God has given us that courage. Who are you saving for the Lord? Who? Amen? It's a sobering thought. If we bring one person next week, this church is overflowing. One person. Because there's a hundred people out there that's still looking for the light. There's a hundred people there still crying at night, saying, is there a solution? There's a hundred people there that want to end their lives because they don't feel there's a tomorrow. Right? And we ambassadors of Christ. We are ambassadors of Christ. But how are you advancing the kingdom? Amen? It takes courage to advance the kingdom of God. The Lord said, I'm going and I'm coming back. Now, advance the kingdom. Let that line on the inside of you roar and take people out of the pit of hell into light. Stick your hand in there and save them through the mighty power of God. Amen? Because it's not just for you. It's not just to make you comfortable, church. It's to go out and save a world. To save a world. Amen? I'm going to serve God, me and my family, with you. Then your colleague is not in hell singing, help me, help me, help me, help me, save me. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Your, your, your colleague is in heaven with you singing. Now it's different. Now they're roaring with you. The lion that's roaring on the inside of you is roaring on the inside of them. And their families are getting saved. And their families are getting saved. And their families are getting saved. And you're an instrument in God's hand to save young people from going to hell. 
an eternity without God, church. Can you imagine an eternity without God? And you could have saved them. But you need to get courage. That's why we need courage to get up, get past our own problems. That we can actually start worrying about somebody else's problems. Amen, ladies. When the world says we've got anxiety, we've got fear, we've got depression, we're going down, we're standing up, we're saying, not a chance have I got anxiety and fear and depression and going down. I roar like a lion. I fight for women out there that are feeling like they've got anxiety, depression, going down. I'm not that person. I'm the person fighting for those people. Now we have courage to love. Now love is real. Because it's just not about my little heart. I want to be okay. Right? Now I'm looking to the world and I'm saying, I have the answer. I have the solution. I have the solution. Do you want the solution? Every day I challenge the band. I say, who have you led to the Lord? You want to say you're a worshiper? Are you a worshiper on a Sunday leading people into the throne room of God? Uh Uh-uh. You read people into the throne room of God in the week as well. Amen? And we are worshipers, the true worshipers of God. We have to lead people into the throne room of God. Give them another chance. They are waiting for it. They are waiting for it. If they reject you, who are they rejecting? Can they reject you more than they've rejected Jesus? Have they crucified you? Have you been dead and buried? Amen? Young people, go into your schools and change your school. Don't let the school change you. Amen? We are not there to go under. We are there to absolutely advance the kingdom of God. And one day, stand in front of God and look around us and say, Hey, I led you to the Lord and I led you to the Lord. Hello, my friend. Woo! (laughs) Amen? Amen? Not in heaven going, Lord, I should have. I should have. And if they don't give their hearts to the Lord, you've planted a seed and the Holy Spirit can take that further and further and further and further and further. And then they start standing next to you in church and they start singing with you. Church, what would our world be if we had the courage to tell them of the love that saved us? What would our world look like? Our hearts need to marry Jesus first before our mouths. We need to marry Jesus in our heart. Then as Deborah's prayer, we can say, March on, my soul, be strong. March on with courage, my soul. March on, my soul, with might. Oh, my soul, march on with strength. I will march on. And I will be brave. I will march on and I will be brave. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.